1: Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts.
0: How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good.
2: It is the Wednesday edition, week eight, and a huge week with... The big matchup coming, that's right. Who's not fired up for the Steelers and the Ravens? Matt Verderam, we're, we're a day late this week because uh, it's actually Thursday. You, you I thought you were going down for the count, but you're back and you're alive and you look good, and I'm very happy to see you, buddy.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm here.
2: You were like Scotty Pippen in Game 7, 1990. Massive migraine, Pippen, Pippen couldn't get it done. The Bulls lost, but stacking the box is still winning.
1: Yes, although I was able to uh, reschedule, Pippin not so much.
2: <laughs> He's, there was no rescheduling in Game Seven. All right, let's start with the Ravens and the Steelers. The first time up for them this year. I maybe Baltimore's not getting enough respect. There's certainly – it's been an interesting year for Lamar. You've you've basically attacked him every week saying they can't throw the football. Steelers, by the way, uh, getting to the quarterback a ton. They lead the NFL 26 sacks. They're only giving up 286 yards a game. This is not the week to get well, but that's what he's going to have to
1: do. Well, listen, for Lamar and company, they're coming off a bye week. So they should have been able to self-scout, should have figured out some mistakes that they've made, Um, and they're going to have to because – they're a really good team, right? Like we're grading them on an incredibly high curve, so to speak. But, yeah, for them to win the Super Bowl, he's got to throw the ball better. There's no way around that. He's on pace for like 3,000 passing yards. It's a joke. I mean, that's Tyrod Taylor numbers. Like, you, I don't care that he runs for a lot of yardage. That's great. Like that helps. Don't get me wrong. It's, a, it's an incredible tool to have in the bag. But he's got to throw the ball. Because I'll tell you right now against Pittsburgh, they are not running the football. They are not going to run the ball in this game. He needs to be able to throw the ball outside against big-time blitzes because that's what that's what they're going to see. Pittsburgh's not worried about facing anybody on that group one-on-one. They're going to get man coverage everywhere. Maybe they bracket Andrews, maybe, but Jackson's going to have to win. Not Now, on the flip side of that, I think Baltimore's defense is going to be every bit the problem for Pittsburgh's offense, too. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I think it's going to be a blot or anything. I don't. I think it's going to be a very tight game, very entertaining game, very old-school, defensive, grinded-out type game. It's going to come down to who can throw the ball a little bit better and who doesn't make the big mistake. And to Jackson's credit, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He doesn't throw a lot of picks. Roethlisberger does. So that's something to watch in the game. Big
2: Ben's starting to show his age pretty rapidly here. He is. He is. I I mean, uh, it it almost looked like last week as he's sitting there on the sidelines – I don't know if it was like resigned to that. He's this old Ben Roethlisberger, but I just, I felt like there was like a different energy around him. Does that make sense?
1: I don't know. I feel like different energy, but I feel like he doesn't have the arm that he used to have, which makes sense. He's coming off major elbow surgery. He's 38. He's taking a ton of hits. Look, the Steelers are very reliant on throwing the ball short, getting yards after the catch. And that's, that's fine. Until you play a team that can wrap up and tackle and just says, we don't care, we're going to play short zone, go ahead, beat us, throw the ball, because that's coming. Like, that's why, man – okay, I'm as guilty as anybody. I do power rankings every week. They're all crap. They're all just total <laughs> unabashed crap. And we write them because you all out there like to read them. And that's cool. I appreciate the read. But you're, they're crap. Like, you're,
2: you're blaming your clientele for reading your garbage. I am.
1: How dare you read the trash <laughs> I put out there? And you know what? The truth of the matter is, okay, you go back a year. Everybody thought the Pats were the best team in football. Got the best defense. They got Belichick. All these cover zero blitzes didn't even win a playoff game. Didn't even win one playoff game. Like Then it was Baltimore. Didn't win a playoff game. Right? Like, it's just the Saints were right there. Didn't even win a playoff game. My point is these are two very good teams. Don't get me wrong. But teams adjust. Teams figure things out. And at some point, it might be on Sunday, some team is just going to come up on the line of scrimmage. They're going to they're gonna flood those short zones and say, Ben, you are not beating us throwing the ball short. You're going to have to throw it deep, big boy. Chuck it. And, and he's not shown the ability to do it this year. I'd worry about that if I was a Steelers fan.
2: It's just kind of amazing when you look at the AFC North. You've got the Steelers six and zero, the Ravens five and one, the Browns five and two. I'll do Great the math position. for you. That's sixteen and three. The I mean, and they're if you and I, and they're on a combined
0: ten. Uh, 10- Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app, and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win twenty times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to one hundred dollars in bonus cash. Deposit one hundred dollars, get one hundred dollars free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Game winning streak: the Steelers have won six. They're obviously six and other six and zero. Oh. The Ravens have won their last three. The Browns beat the Bengals last week. I mean, this is uh best division in football and that includes the NFC West, which is right there too. I mean, this, by the way,
1: those, those three losses, two of them were to the, to the Ravens and Steelers. The right. Browns, and the other one was to Kansas city. So it's, it, yeah, no, it's a very good division.
2: Uh, all right. Let's look at Buffalo. So, who uh, gets a chance to really put the Patriots out of their misery this week. The five and two bills, against the, looking at four losses in a row, New England Patriots. Could This could be it here, Vertor Ram. This could be the old the graveyard for New England.
1: I got to tell you, I think it's time to, uh, to pack up the hearse because New England can't score. And we don't have to go deep on this because we've talked about it before, but I think it was an important game to mention because this is really, this is it, right? If you're Buffalo, you've literally, no exaggeration, been waiting a quarter century for this game. You're at home. Sure, you'd love to have fans, but you don't. It's the way it is. You're at home in this game. If you win this game, you go to, excuse me, you go to six and two. New England drops to two and five, three and a half back. This is over. New England is not going to make up that deficit. This is a massive opportunity for Buffalo to finish the job, to take New England out. The thing that makes this game interesting is, you know, Belichick also knows that. And last year, he blitzed Josh Allen like crazy and forced three first quarter turnovers. Can he do something similar? And can they win the game because of it? If New England wins this game, it's interesting because then they're only a game and a half back and they beat Buffalo and they still play him at home and they have the easier schedule down the stretch. This is a massive game and it's on, but you're a tennis guy, it's 40-15, it's match point, Buffalo's <laughs> on serve. Finish him. Finish yeah. him or start to choke.
2: Well, it's, look, uh, you, you teed up last year's nightmare three interception game with Allen. Uh, and just a reminder, I mean, we got to go back to week four of 2016 to find the last time the Bills beat the Patriots. That's seven in a it's row. In a while. Yeah, so it, it's been a minute. We'll, if they don't, and, and there's, there's definitely a mental hurdle to get over just seeing that jersey. I know that 12's not running around, but, and I, listen, they're a three and a half point favor, which is, 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 we'll get to the, the gambling in a second here, but that number's kind of interesting. In fact, they could, they could drop the Patriots to three and a half back, but, uh, yeah, I, I until I see it, I'm still skeptical. And the Bills have not looked good the last couple of weeks here. I mean, I guess they played okay against the Chiefs, but beating the Jets that was as ugly as ugly you know, comes oh, around. A yeah. Game. So, all right, let's look at the Seahawks and the 49ers. Uh, Seattle with their first loss of the year. That was just a weird game. I I still don't know Very how Arizona. Yeah, I don't. I still don't know how Arizona got through. But give them credit and. Uh, the Niners coming off just a, the 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 life of Jimmy Garoppolo getting go get Jesus getting to go back to New England and crush the Patriots that was sweet. Um, look, everyone in that division has a significant significant uh, positive scoring differential. The Seahawks yeah. have the least at thirty one. The Cardinals plus fifty seven. The Rams plus fifty two. And buoyed by last week, the Niners are plus forty five. Pretty amazing. Uh, what do you like about this
1: one? Well, it's a huge game. Uh, now this is in Seattle. If the Niners win, they close the gap to a half game between the two teams. And of course have the rematch back at Levi stadium later. Um, I want to see Seattle's game here. Now they traded for Carlos Dunlap this week. You get him from the Bengals, a good defensive end. They'll help out up front in the pass rush department, which they desperately need. But I want to see what happens at Seattle because man, I am not a total believer in them. Like I'm a believer, they're good. I, I don't know that I'm a believer, like they're going to win the Super Bowl. Good, their defense sucks, and the offense is is terrific. But you're going to tell me, like, Wilson's thrown 22 touchdown passes to this point in the year. He's going to throw three every game. Maybe that's 48 on the year. Like there's probably going to come a stretch where he doesn't do that. How do you win then? Because they don't run the ball incredibly well. They're okay. They're not great. Their defense is abysmal. So, like, you just lost to the Cardinals because you have 37 points, couldn't get off the field, and Wilson threw three picks. How does this shake? The Niners can play, and the Niners, listen, as much as I think Garoppolo is limited, they'll scheme it up. They will crease Seattle one way or the other in this game. I'm very curious to see – how this game goes. If Seattle loses, I think all of a sudden there's an argument for, hey, the wheels might come off here a little bit.
2: Well, speaking uh, of the we'll Wilson see. picks, I mean, the 49ers have a great secondary. By the way, Seattle doesn't, so maybe Jimmy Garoppolo no, gets Yeah, maybe they get good here. And, but, uh, you know, the Niners are banged up here. Who's running the football for San Francisco? By the way, uh, Joe Montana, who's going to be on the other podcast, the Windy City, uh, feel free to check that one out here. I asked him about the Niners and Garoppolo, and he basically just took a big dump on on Jimmy Garoppolo. It was it was he, he he was not defending him. So that question is, you know, when you got one of the goats out there talking about Garoppolo like that, I thought it was it was noticeable. Let's say it like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's a big game. If you're the Niners and you win this, you you beat New England, then you go beat Seattle. You got to feel really good. You got to feel really good. And you got the Packers next week on Thursday Night Football. So, uh, you know, listen, all these teams are in the mix in the FC West. So these are all big games. But especially to me this week, Seattle coming off a loss. How do you respond? The Niners, big win, resounding win in New England. Can you now go into Seattle and win? They can. You got to consider them right there in the division. No question.
2: All right. Let's uh let's go over to Miami as we get into our into the future as we look at you Tua Tagovailoa. Uh so Tua is making his first start the playing against the Rams who just worked the Bears. This is not the easiest way to jump in. Hey, there's Aaron Donald. Welcome to the NFL, yeah. Tua. Uh but he's apparently he's been in the facility every single day, quote, my leadership plan is it just to be the same Tua I've always been? I don't have to go out yelling at guys. That's just not the way I lead. I'm just going to be me. I mean, this guy was the most popular human being on the Alabama campus. He's a, 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 just a tremendous personality, and Ryan Fitzpatrick may be crying down there, and I understand it. Uh, he was playing great, but it's Tua time. What are you expecting in, in his first start here, Vertoram?
1: Well, in this first start, I expect some unevenness. The Rams do have a good defense. And you mentioned Aaron Donald's probably going to say hello and maybe a time or two. But in terms of the season, the rest of the year, I think if two is healthy, he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be every bit Burrow and Herbert. I do. I think he can play. Um, he was impressive, to say the least, at Alabama. And I got to talk to him a little bit at the Combine. Super impressive kid. Like I, I think he's going to play really well. They got some weapons there. Like, they're not overloaded with him, but Kasicki's a decent tight end. Devontae Parker, very good receiver. Okay, Preston Williams is a a good up-and-coming receiver who was really breaking out as a rookie last year towards ACL. He's come back this year. He's played well. He's gotten better each week. The Dolphins have some guys, and Flores is a good coach. So I think he's going to be good. My my biggest fear with him is the health. It's just, man, and you know as well as I do, when you have that many injuries – you just start wondering, like, is it unluckiness or is it more just, hey, maybe this guy's body through no fault of his own isn't going to take the pounding, uh, you know, well that you have to take in the NFL at that position. I hope he's fine and he just got unlucky in college. We're going to find out. I think if he's healthy, he's really good.
2: I just want to make one mention on the Dolphins as you're going through two of his weapons. They signed tight end Adam Shaheen. They did. To a two-year extension. He was discarded by the Bears after being a second-round pick out of Ashland University. He was supposed to be a stud in Chicago. He was a complete disaster. His best year was when John Fox was coaching him as a rookie, and then Matt Nagy showed up, and somehow the guy couldn't even get on the field, and what he did, he was horrendous. Now he goes down to Miami, he's catching touchdown passes and getting contract extensions. Just want to put that out there, bad development going on in the Windy City.
1: Yeah, it's really bad because the Bears literally at one point this year had 10 tight ends on the roster.
2: Right. Uh, All of a sudden this guy gets down there and Brian Flores coaches him up. I don't think it's it's just this guy. It's kind of gross.
1: Let's pause for a quick second
2: here so we can pay some bills. We're right back with Stacking the Box. All right, let's look at – let's go upset alert this weekend. A lot of interesting, perhaps – Candidates here to fall back this week. I would throw the Tennessee Titans in there as they go to Cincinnati.
0: Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on UnderdogFantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick 'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100, get $100 free. That's promo code radio terms and conditions apply. Daddy, but where are you going here? Verter
1: What do you got? So I put two teams down. I also put the Titans down. I have the Colts against the Lions in Detroit on upset alert. Now the Colts are off a of buy, so that should help, but Rivers scares the hell out of me. So he's always automatically at least lurking around upset alert. The lions are weird. Some weeks they play and they look hideous. And then other weeks you watch them and you're like, eh, that's a borderline playoff team. Like I, No idea what the hell is going on. I think it's a case if they have some talent, but they have an awful coach, which just leads to a situation where they're just incredibly volatile. But they've got Stafford. DeAndre Swift's played really well, except for that drop against Chicago. Galladay's an, an excellent receiver. Hawkinson's played better at tight end. Like, they have actual guys. It's in Detroit. I could see the Colts losing that game. And the Titans, look, the Titans are good. The Titans have no defense. Like, that could be a game where they just lose 35-31 because Burrow throws four touchdowns. So I'm with, those two teams, to me, are the most on upset alert this weekend.
2: So, yeah, and the Bengals, outside of the Ravens, who smoked them, but they've been in every single game. Every game. I mean, right there with the Colts, right there with the Jaguars, right there – I mean, they haven't really yes. played anyone. Right there with the Chargers. Cleveland, they could have beaten them twice. They they lost both times. So, uh, and Burrow I, I, has been super impressive. You know who also? I hate to do this, Verduran, but I'm going to do it. Let me just remind myself as I as I look at their actual games if I want to do this. But I, I really don't want to do this. But I'm going to do it. The only time the New York Giants have gotten blown out this year was to the 49ers. All right, they lost by 10 to the Steelers. They had the Bears beat. They were in it with the Rams. Should have beaten the Cowboys. Beat this, Beat Washington, and then should have beaten the, the Eagles this week. They're a twelve point underdog at home. Um, you know, I, on Monday Night Football, too. The Bucks, who are getting a lot, a lot, a lot of love. I bet you. I'm, I I like the Giants to at bare minimum cover here before we, which I'm jumping ahead. Okay. I, I think they're in that game. Um, I, it feels feels a little bit. Heavy, but I'm going with you. Come on, New York Giants. Get involved in that NFC East. Uh, All right, let's look at uh, some trade possibilities here. What's the trade you want to see most before the deadline?
1: I want to see J.J. Walker trade to a contender. I don't even have a specific team. I think Buffalo makes a lot of sense. If you pin me down, you got to give me one. I just want to see him go to a contender. like The guy who's never played in an AFC title game. They've never seriously been a Super Bowl contender. They also happen to suck. They're going to suck for a while. I know they have Deshaun Watson. They have no draft picks, and that roster outside of Deshaun Watson is arguably a bottom-five roster. They are horrendous. He is 31 years old now. He signed through next year. He's not great anymore. He's still good, can be very good at times. Houston should do the right thing by the guy and trade him. Trade him. Get a second-round pick for him, whatever, second and a sixth, trade him. Move on. Shed the salary. Okay, he's doing $19 next year. None of it's dead money, so there's no dead money for Houston to take on. Ask him where he wants to go and see if you can work something out.
2: See, I think the Texans should take care of Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, we're really sorry. Um, We're a terrible organization. We put you through Bill O'Brien. It's not going to get better here for a while. You're too talented. You're going to get killed here. We want you highlighted, so we're going to trade you. I'm Obviously, they're not going to do that, and I'm kidding. They will not do that. I know. I know. So,
1: come on, Carm. I mean, okay. these are real segments, and that's just a BS answer.
2: Well, here's a real answer. Uh, I want the Chicago Bears to trade for five offensive linemen, or at least one. All right? get That's a real answer. Th- get out there and, uh, and fortify that – your offensive line, to see if your system works for Matt Nagy, to see if Nick Foles can actually be a quarterback, to see if David Montgomery can actually be a running back. You can't play if you can't block, or you certainly can't win if you can't block. And the Bears are brutal up front. Uh, And they're dealing with a calf injury to Cody Whitehair, their center, who arguably is maybe the fourth most important guy on that roster right now. So that's a problem. James Daniel is out for the year with a torn pec. And you didn't take care of this before. And Jermaine if- Fati, who was a first round pick for Seattle, he's he's not got great. the mo- most penalties of anybody in he's the NFL great. since. I mean, just look. And I and that's like one of their better offensive linemen for the record. Yeah. So I want the Bears to get some offensive line help. And uh, I, I look, I would I would also throw Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. I think the Dolphins should do well by him and, and let him get somewhere where he, he might uh, get Agreed. an opportunity to play. All right, would you rather drink Clorox, as Verteram writes this, or watch the Cowboys and Eagles on Sunday night football? Uh, I love bad football. Bad football is amazing, and Dallas, bad football is even better, so I'm in, but I think you're going the other way.
1: Clorox. Clorox with a funnel.
2: Verteram, <laughs> this is a fascinating race in the NFC East. No, it isn't. This is a fascinating debacle in Dallas. This is like
1: watching two people with with four cumulative broken ankles trying to run a race.
2: What'll get better ratings? Cowboys Eagles on Sunday night, or uh, whatever the hell's being played on Bravo?
1: Oh my god! What the hell is on Bravo?
2: We, I, I'm just people. My point is that people are still Cowboys Eagles. Will oh, get it'll get
1: a rating because it got will. Cowboys fans and Eagles fans. That's why they're not flexing it. Like honest to god with the NFL, and I look, I don't, I don't complain with the NFL as much as a lot of people do. But in this scenario, how in God's name do you not flex that game out and either put in Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Seattle, San Francisco? Um, God, there was another game I was thinking about earlier that I thought to myself, like that would even be a halfway decent game. I can't remember it off top. Man, Browns and Raiders. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like sure, whatever. At least it's entertaining. Like it's these teams. These teams suck to high heaven. Enough. I don't. It's the only thing with the NFL. I get it. It's about ratings. It's about dollars. I, I understand all that. Like it's the NFL. They're so beholden to these big markets. It doesn't matter. Look around the league right now. Who are the best teams in football? Kansas City, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Baltimore none of those are huge traditional markets. They're not LA, New York, Chicago, you know, none of it. And it doesn't matter. If you put the Chiefs and the Ravens on as they did week three, they did massive record shattering ratings. People don't care in the NFL about big markets. They don't care. They want to see the best teams. So to me, get, get the NFC East off the, uh, off the damn television for the rest of the year. Nobody wants to, by the way, my dad and I were going over this uh, yesterday. We we're having a laugh. Do you know who the, What the Thanksgiving schedule is for the NFL this year?
2: Uh, well, I know the Lions and Cowboys are playing, but other than yeah. that, I've not looked at it.
1: So now I will I will preface this by saying the nightcap is an awesome game. It's Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Okay, so great game. Bravo to the NFL. The two games that are going to put us to sleep in the afternoon: Houston at Detroit, Washington at Dallas. That's right. Rather- I would rather get hit with a two by four than watch Houston at Detroit.
2: I'd rather watch Houston at Detroit than Washington at Dallas. At oh least you get God. to see watch Sean Watson and the and the Lions are fa- halfway entertaining. That's a million times better.
1: It's so bad. It is so bad. But anyway, let's I, we can move on. But it's all right,
2: not- let's make some money. Place your bets. We got five games for you. We'll start with the Raiders at the Browns. Cleveland is a. Two-and-a-half-point favorite. A lot of injuries here, though. Miles Garrett's questionable with an ankle. Austin Hooper had an appendectomy. He's doubtful. Kareem Hunt's ribs are bugging him. Uh, and there's also that guy, Odell. OBJ is done for the year. So it's yep. a banged-up Browns team here. What do you got?
1: I will take the Raiders to cover. I'm taking the Browns back like a point to win. Normally, two-and-a-half, I, I would take the team to win and cover. I think it's a really tight game. Like, I think it might come down to, like, the last minute of the game. They're both about the same team in my estimation. I know one's five and two, and the other's three and three. I think they're about the same team. Raiders' defense is... The, yeah. the Browns have no defense, and you were just going to say, like, that's the thing. Is, like, neither one of these teams is going to stop the other one. Right. Like, I would take the over. if anything. I don't even know what it is, and i take the over. I think they're going to get 60-some-odd points. I
2: mean, the Raiders are giving up 33 points a game. 33. Uh, that's significant. Well, here, I can, I'll give you the... I'll give you the over on it, too. Um, give me one second here. Murder Ramp. get my – actually, I have it right here, don't I? The over under is uh, – Well done, Carr. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, 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 crushing it. This is my gambling expertise for the ram. I'm a great gambler. I'm one of the best.
1: The, it's 51 and a half, which seems light. Yeah, I would take the over in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I feel like those teams are going to hit 60 points midway right through the third quarter.
2: All right, let's. I, I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking the Raiders to win. I'm Raiders to win. I'm. I'm selling Cleveland Ant- and the, and the Cleveland love that's going on here. Although I do think on some level, a weird level, I wonder if there's an OBJ bump. We don't have to deal with that headache anymore. Let's just go forward and let's all prove that we can. I mean, they it's certainly possible. they certainly didn't miss him when he went out last week. Now maybe that'll. Just proved to be a one-week thing against the Bengals, but we shall see. I'll, t- I'll take the Raiders. All right, Steelers and the Ravens. Baltimore, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Matt, you're up.
1: Steelers to cover, Ravens to win. Real close. Justin Tucker field goal. Uh, I think it's within three. I let The hook there gives me the confidence to go to Steelers in the, in the spread game anyway. I think I, I think the Steelers match up very really well at Baltimore, and I think the Steelers are the better team. But they're coming off a very physical game against Tennessee, They're going to lose at some point. The Ravens are home off a bye. The Ravens know if they lose this game, they're playing for the wild card because they're probably not going to catch Pittsburgh. They'll be two back. They'll have lost at home to them. Baltimore has to win this game. So in what is a very defensive 16-13 type of game, I think Baltimore finds a way at home to eke it out.
2: So since the Ravens moved to Baltimore in 1996, games against the Steelers decided by a field goal or less 21 times. If we go height of the rivalry 09 to 13, it's 9 of 11 field goal or less. This is uh, we're getting back to a height of the rivalry right now. So yep. field goal or less means you're taking Pittsburgh um which is Tough, but I'll do it. Roll with the Steelers to come in and, and keep it within three. All right. Jets and Chiefs. Verne, why'd you put this on here? Because the line's so big. 19 and a half.
1: Right, the line's big. So my point, the, the reason I put it on here is, would you take the points or would you think the Jets will just, you know, then they'll cover 19 and a half or do you think the Chiefs just cover it anyway? I will say, I think it's closer than people think because the Chiefs are just going to run the ball and sit guys late in the game. I think the Chiefs still barely covered. I think it's like a thirty-three to thirteen game.
2: That's a tough one. Do I take? Yeah, that's, why
1: I, I put it, that's why I put it on there. You do all ta- kinds of crap, and then I, you're sitting there hemming and hawing like a jerk.
2: Hold, no, hold, no, not all kinds of crap. It was just a little bit of crap. It was. There's I, I have so much crap I could give that 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 was just nothing. Um, I'll take, I'll take. I got Kansas City. I can't sit here and, and say, like, I don't want to be rooting for the – actually, I'll take the Jets. It'll be more fun to root for the Jets to cover than the Chiefs to blow them out. Let's go. I, I like betting on who I want to root on. In this game, it's a pure – there's no logic of anything other than who I want to sit there and root for. New York, you keep it close, buddy. you you covered against the Bills. You're going to cover back-to-back. That It is a, that is a winning season for the Jets. Let's go, New York. 49ers and Seahawks. The Hawks, a three-point favorite at home.
1: So we talked about the game. I'll be brief with the odds. I I think Seattle will win and cover barely. I think it's like 38-34. But I'll tell you right now, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't put money on the game. I don't trust that defense.
2: So so 49ers coming up their best win of the season. Jimmy Garoppolo feeling great. Seahawks can't play defense. 49ers figuring out their offensive formula. Maybe Tevin Coleman has a huge game. Mm, laying all that out there, I'll still take Seattle. I think Seattle's the better football team significantly. I think Russell Wilson bounces back from his three interception performance. Seattle to cover in that one for me, and then the Saints. They keep on betting. You got it at four. I've seen this as high as five and a half. He's been uh, going the, up. Yeah, the, the the Saints. Let's just we'll we'll stick with our rundown. The Saints are four point favorite at Chicago, who most likely is not going to have Allen Robinson, who's in concussion protocol. It's up to and four the Bear, and a half. Four and a half. Uh, Four and a half. Okay. And the Bears are coming off their worst performance of the year.
1: What do you got? Uh, The Saints. The Saints (laughs) to cover. I I just – look, man, I'll be straight up with you. I watched the Monday night game. The Bears' defense is excellent. Excellent. Like, I actually think it's underrated. They're they're phenomenal defensively. I don't know how people who are Bears fans watch that offense. I know I'm jaded because I get the Chiefs and Mahomes. I get that. They can't move the ball for a foot. Like, it is impossible to watch them try to throw the football. It's impossible. Foals sucks. They can't block. Other than Robinson, it's like every once in a blue moon.
0: Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High sports bra now at ua.com.
1: like Anthony Miller, makes a play. Like Mooney will make a play here, and they. I'm picking the Saints for no other reason. I just think the Saints will score 20 points, and I think it's enough. So
2: it's hard to say that fall sucks just because yeah he was sacked four times hit eight times I was ridiculous and he got rid of the ball the seventh fastest of any quarterback in the NFL last night last week 2.65 seconds dude's right. getting rid of it and and, and and he's still getting cracked uh so I mean how can you even evaluate the quarterback? That being said, the Saints do not get to the quarterback like the Rams do. Uh, So I think the Bears, against a a much worse defense, are going to play a much better football game. I got them covering. Um, And for my wife who's in the back room, you can walk out at any time. You you look good on video. It's okay. We can have you leave the bedroom and get on with your work day. All right. In or out, four topics, five minutes to go on the show. Texans are – a. A better job than the Falcons for the for their next for whoever the next head coach is going to be in or out.
1: I'm out because they have no picks. They have no draft picks. Like Deshaun Watson's great. But you have no way to get guys around them now. I think Matt Ryan is still a, a very good quarterback. He's leading the league in passing yards. You watch the film; he can still play. They got Jones. They got Ridley. Like if you're an offensive-minded head coach, it's not the worst place in the world to land. I can see that being a fairly quick turnaround. I love Deshaun Watson. The rest of that roster is just abysmal. And I don't know that ownership knows exactly what it's doing either. I know that Atlanta's owner is a top-notch owner, so I will take the Atlanta job over the Houston job all day.
2: That's really interesting because I think everybody would say Houston just because of the quarterback, but you're betting on the organization, which I think is a very fair thing to say. Uh, I also just want to underline that Matt Ryan told Todd Gurley to fall down before he went into the end zone. Yeah. That was,
1: it fell right into it. Like an idiot. He,
2: he tried to stop himself. It's not as easy as everyone's making it out, but I just thought it was very interesting that in that huddle, there was explicitly said, do not score. So, uh, that was, that's, that's a guy who knows what he's doing out there. I, I, he deserves better in life than what he's gotten. Matt Ryan, great, great quarterback that doesn't get a, At least in my mind, enough love. All right. We already know that seven – we already know the seven AFC playoff teams. Excuse me. Let me say that correctly. Is So you're thinking we're locked in, Vertoram, in or out? I'm in.
1: I'm in. We know who's making the playoffs in the AFC. I know the seedings. But I know who's making it. Kansas City out of the west. Tennessee and Indianapolis out of the south. Buffalo out of the east. Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh out of the north. Who, who's beating them out? Who's getting in?
2: Well, it's very fair. I mean, I, I think the best argument I could make is that the Raiders will somehow catch the Browns.
1: Yeah, they better beat them this week. Yeah. Because if they don't,
2: they ain't getting in. Yeah, so it's a huge game. Huge yeah. game right there. Yeah. Like, um, Browns, I, if I, they
1: win this game, they own the breakers on the Colts and the Raiders, and they're 6-2. and two. Like They're making the playoffs.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, this game's way bigger for the Raiders than it is for the Browns big for both, but this is, a. will give you
1: the one sleeper. I have Miami. You're going Miami too. Okay. Because especially if Buffalo loses this week. Sure. Sure. That sure. would be, but right now, yeah, I'm pretty confident. Those are going to be the seven teams. I mean, obviously injuries, whatever, but yeah, I mean, all things equal. Yeah.
2: The NFC is very interesting.
1: Yeah, she's crazy. You're gonna get right. it over for a lot of teams,
2: right? I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, the Bears are in." The Bears are in, really? Uh, they're 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 absolutely not in. Uh, you, one of the teams in the East is going in, so you have that right. spot. And then, I mean, I like Green Bay to win the North. Okay, yeah, and Tampa. and and then Tampa, and will and whoever you want to pick, probably in, New Orleans. Yeah, and one probably, right, pro- probably, maybe. But I'm just saying, then pick whoever you want in the West, the and West, then you're well, yeah. You're dealing with – you're competing with the Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks, Saints, uh, all for three spots. Right. You know, it's, 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 it's tight. All right. Um, I'll say I'm, I'm actually in with you too on, on who the seven playoff te- AFC playoff teams are, though. I don't, I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of change. Uh, the Lions are a playoff contender in the NFC. I will take the out on there just for the reasons we just underlined, by the way.
1: So lie. We can be brief there. I will too. Um, yeah. I think the Lions are kind of a weird team and I put them on there because they're three and three, but I'm out. I just think they're, they're as good as those teams we just talked about.
2: And Denver is Oh, in three at home. Will they finish 0 and eight at mile high. That would just be sacrilegious. That can't happen. Can it?
1: See, I put this on there for that reason. Like they're only and three. Okay. Now so far this year, they've lost to Tennessee Really good team, Tampa. Great team, Kansas City. Great team. So I'm like, all right, they're underdogs to the Chargers this week at home. If they lose this game, their last four games at home. Then they get Miami, who who that's probably the most winnable, right? Like, okay, maybe the they New Orleans, Buffalo, Raiders week 17 when the Raiders might be trying to make the playoffs. Like, Denver always wins six games at home, even when they're terrible you i'm out i think they'll win i don't think they're doing any better than two and six though which is crazy crazy for a broncos team that's always good at home
2: i mean i think they beat the chargers
1: okay you got the upset then
2: yeah yeah i mean
1: i think i think they'll beat miami i think your your two wins is
2: your two wins seems right
1: Right. I mean, it's hard. Like it's yeah. hard. I was looking at that and I was like, geez, like Denver, like, there's a real shot. They lose every game, but I, I I'm out. I think they'll win too. Yeah. Uh,
2: all right. Let's wrap her up here. And what's, what's, what's going on with Matt Vertoram?
1: Two things. One is, as everyone who listens to this podcast knows got the arcade games in the office. Now got space invaders, got up to level three the other day. I just, wow. I just started dabbling in it again. Not easy. Let me tell you, not easy. (laughs) Very proud of myself. So that's one.
2: How many hours did it take you to get to level three? That's at least 20 minutes. 20 minutes. It really did. That's impressive. That that may
1: be a fluke, but it took 20 minutes. Um, And the last I'll say is quick, because I don't know if people care that I listen to this podcast. I I really, I am so sick of baseball and it's stupid analytical movement. I I really, like, I'm going to be the old man on the lawn here for a minute. Analytics, by and large, suck. They do. They suck the joy out of the game. You get all these nerds who scream day and night at you about, oh, you don't really understand the game because his batting average on balls and plays. Shut up. I've watched baseball my whole life. I've played baseball a good portion of my life. I know if the guy sucks or if he doesn't suck. I know when the guy needs to get taken out of the game. Okay. The fact that the Rays took Snell out of that game after five innings and 68 pitches, I think it was. Because they're like, well, we had this pre-plan that we were going to go to some reliever who's a third of the pitcher that Blake Snell is. What a clown show that is. You imagine you lose the World Series because you're dope of a manager. It's like, well, you know what, before the game started, how do you not watch the first five innings of that thing and just go, geez, you know what, maybe he ought to stay in. He's looking pretty good tonight. I mean, if you're a Dodgers player and Snell's rolling through your lineup, and he gets yanked for some guy in the bullpen you look you've played sports you've been around sports your whole life every guy in that dugout's like thank god they just took Blake Snow out of that game every single one of them there wasn't one guy in the Dodgers locker room who was upset that that oh oh well, they I, they took him out oh i wanted a third shot at him there wasn't one guy that i hate it and i'm an A's fan so analytics have been with me as long as i can remember as an A's fan and listen they're useful in spots. Don't get me wrong. But so many people use them as like this gospel that, well, you know what? This guy, 48% of the time, hits a ground ball between the first ba- – shut up. Just like I, It drives me nuts because it doesn't account for a million other factors that go into these games. And it sucks the life out of baseball. Ian, actually Blake Snell had an opportunity to have an all-time moment for his career, and it got ripped away from him because the Rays are so beholden that his – BS crap about, well, you know what? Analytics say we should bring in a reliever. Well, you know what? Now you lost the World Series to Dave Roberts, who frankly I think might be the worst manager who's ever won a World Series. Congratulations.
2: So that clip should absolutely be cut out and put on social media. It's one of the best moments of my life listening to you go at it right there. Thank you. We're not going to, I'm not going to say anymore. We're going to end the podcast right there. Matt Ferdinand blasting away at baseball analytics. Get off my damn lawn. We'll see you next week. At Progressive, you can
1: get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum.
0: Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's terrible. Yeah, don't worry, I call Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever. Yeah, but don't you want it to end? Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, that's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.